0: then we just want to hear what you got to say
1: all right awesome so I started releasing original music back in 2017 I released my first single and it was titled in my head and before we dropped it we had a wall in our house and me and my now fiance we would put sticky notes up on the wall with every marketing tactic we could think of whether it was good bad crazy or otherwise we a sticky note up there if we thought of something that was interesting and maybe never been done before we put it up there and so with that first single like we tried every single one of those sticky notes everything from having a release party to booking radio shows to physical flyers to uh, honestly anything you could think of that was a way a creative way to market we did it and um So I ended up getting kind of on the Spotify playlisting train, I feel like, a little earlier than most. I was doing my detective work. I was going to Spotify, looking at the profile picture and their name, and trying to match it up with a Facebook profile so that I could message them. (laughs) So literally every weekend, my fiance and I would sit at home, and we would just scroll through Spotify and try to find playlists that were good for my music a good fit I would reach out and say that I would give them a shout out on my Instagram at the time my Instagram was decent decent enough to to give them a little incentive to put my song on their playlist and I had a ton of playlists get back to me and so now that song is on thousands of playlists and that's really just from us reaching out to these curators like personally and So my, my first single got about five hundred thousand streams and that was all from spending no money and with no label, no backing at all, and no manager, literally no nothing. I, I just did it from the ground up and fully DIY'd it. And so I was like, All right, we definitely have something here. If we can right. spend if we can spend no <laughs> money and get five hundred thousand streams on a song and they're all organic streams at back in 2017, it wasn't so much of like a pay to play thing with, with playlisting.
0: Yeah. And
1: so I knew those were all organic people listening to my stuff. And so I was like, all right, this can definitely be something. And so I, uh, the biggest thing that I preach is consistency. So um, right. I made sure that I was releasing a single just about every month and I've followed up with that up until up until now i I really tried to release as much music as humanly possible, and to me, it's just like, all right, well, one of them is bound to do well. then I just put my eggs in that basket and I start kind of doubling down on the songs that seem to be picking up some steam and if there's a song that kind of flops, it's like, all right, whatever, we're on to the next month, on to the next song and so that's honestly what I've done for like a a really long time now. And, um, I I've got some kind of cool things to, to show for it. Um, what, one of my biggest things that I do, um, and I don't know if this is how I found you guys, it could have been. Um, but I, I do this thing called 10 people a day and, I think I got it from Wiz Khalifa. I'm pretty sure he said something like he reached out to a hundred new people a day on Twitter or something like that. And that's what he attributes like his success to is just like reaching out and networking with all these people just on Twitter. Um, and so I kind of scaled that down a little bit and wanted them to be like really quality connections that I could make. Mm-hmm. And so. I do this thing for the past two years, I've been doing 10 people a day. So I do my research just on Instagram, different social medias and reach out to people that I think would be cool to team up with, whether it's radio shows, playlisters, A&Rs, like you name it. I've probably chatted with them. And even if nothing comes from it right then you're making that connection. And I've, I've gotten so many opportunities from doing that. I, I thought that I needed to live in a big city for a long time when I started up releasing original music and I was always like pulled towards New York City, LA. I should probably be there in the throes of it all and especially LA, it's like extremely expensive and so I would be downsizing and paying more to to live there and so I wanted to kind of prove to myself that I could be around family still and make this a career. And so just through connecting with different people online, I've definitely proven that like, you can be wherever you want to be. Your location shouldn't be something that deters you from trying to be successful, especially in music. Everything sure. is yeah. and, and we realized that through COVID, it's like, you can't rely on just one stream of revenue anymore. If artists were relying just on shows for revenue, they were screwed last year and they had to like do a complete 180 and figure out what the heck am I going to do? How am I going to make money off of my music now? And I've been really focusing on everything online lately. And so it's really been easy for me. I, I hate to say this because so many people had such a hard time during COVID, but. Right. It, it was honestly like one of the best years career-wise for me because I was able to stay home and I'm lucky enough to have a home recording studio, a little photo set up. I can create pretty quality stuff just out of my home and pump it out as fast as I want to. And so it allowed me to just really like zone in on my music. And so <laughs> last year I I definitely made some, some leaps and bounds career-wise. Um, I, and I hate saying that like 2020 was a great year for me. Cause it wasn't for a lot of people, but, but yeah. honestly, it, it was kind of, I think just about your mindset, you know, right. if, if you can, flip things and figure out how to make something work like that's just just how you have to do it so I was really doing a lot of the 10 people a day thing I was cranking out music and just from that um, I I was I was able to get uh, the cover of titles pop rising playlist I was able to get um, just all different kind of like things that I could put on my resume. Um, Partnership with Triller, uh, partnership with Instagram themselves, I, I just recently had a placement on ESPN with the song I wrote for my brother for his walkout song Place on the Yankees so it's just like all of these things that I worked on in 2020 just like really spilled over I think in into this year so sometimes you don't see everything come out of your hard work like right away but yeah. I think you know over time it's like you know could be a couple months or a year down the road you're like okay I put in all this work last year now you know the things are are coming in you know finally giving back to you and all, all your hard work so it's it's definitely been super cool to be able to like quit my nine to five and, and and do music and social media kind of full-time um so I I'm definitely lucky to to be where I am
0: you're right you're right yeah that's honest you know it's just putting that work in, not expecting that instant gratification, then eventually it happened over time. So, you know, that's what the grind is about. You can't put all your eggs in one basket for sure.
1: It's so true. I I try to be as consistent as possible because eventually, like I always say, you never hear people say, I worked my ass off. and I never got anywhere. Like, that's not what it is. It's like you, I read the Kobe Bryant book and it's like, he had to make certain sacrifices to be as successful as he is. He had to sacrifice sleep. Like he just was like, okay, well I want to spend time with my family and I want to be the best basketball player possible. I'm going to sacrifice my sleep. And like, sometimes that's what it takes. Like you just have to have that right mindset.
0: That's facts, that's facts especially during the pandemic like you mentioned you know it was a good time to focus on like self care and really you know ground yourself and see where you're at and where you're trying to go so that was some good it was good you spent time that way um and being on stages you know that's not new to you you've also been on the voice correct you made a couple rounds past the voice let's talk about that what was your experience like with the voice
1: yeah um it was, so I had tried out for American Idol when I was 16. I think that's the first, like the youngest they were allowing at the time. So right when I turned 16, I'm like, oh, I want to try out for The Voice. So my mom takes me, it's pouring down rain and we're waiting in line from 4 a.m. on. And, you know, finally I get up there and there's these, these twins that went right before me and they were like so synchronized they were amazing they were harmonizing they had the look they had the voice they had the moves like they literally were the full package and I was like wow these guys are really good and I'm up next oh boy (laughs) and all they told them was sorry it's a no and I was like I'm screwed I'm screwed like they were in my mind like stars and I was like oh Uh, this is not looking good for me and then I look over and the guy with the Burger King crown and the green tutu that was awful they're like you're out to the next round and so it was like so discouraging because I'm like oh they're definitely doing this for TV like I understand that but uh, it was kind of discouraging so all I got was sorry it's an 0-2 and so the first round
0: or the second round
1: so that that was in American Idol so then I was American Idol I decided to try out for The Voice when I was 19 and I did that because their initial application it said don't come if you're not serious like if you don't take music seriously do not come and I was like okay (laughs) finally like a show that doesn't just want like viewers for you know not talented people that aren't taking it seriously like they they really took it seriously so I was like all right I have a little better of a chance, I think. So got in there, um, within line, got in the first round. And I think what a lot of people don't know is that like, you're just auditioning for producers, like for a lot of rounds. Um, and they pretty much like mold you into what they want you to be in the right. next round. So mm-hmm. I came in, I remember I was like wearing, a uh, tight dress and like some heels and jewelry and whatnot and I was very like girly looking and so I sang the producer put me through to the next round and before I left she was like hey for your next the next round of auditions I think you should wear this this and this I think you should sing this this and this and it was like totally like different than what I had come in like um so they definitely tried to kind of mold you into maybe what they need for the show. Uh, I'm not sure why, why that was done. It was never like explained, um, but she was kind of like, hey, you should wear this, you should sing this. Um, so that's what I did. So second round, then you go to New York City and it's like a rehearsal studio space and you get an actual time. It's not like you're waiting in line at a time and you pretty much go and sing just for cameras like there's no there's a couple camera guys there and maybe like one producer in the room and you just have to sing for the camera and then they like show that footage to all the other people in the show um and then after that is when you're like actually performing for the judges so i kind of never heard back after that second round it was kind of weird because it's like they didn't give you a yes or a no so you're just like left waiting um, yeah but,
0: and, you're like damn I didn't wear what you wanted me to wear I didn't yeah. say what you wanted me to say <laughs> and you still know are you still gonna yeah. in there what
1: <laughs> so, I mean it, it shows are just so hard because they're just a crap shoot um uh, and I say that and now I'm actually um like in the process of of another show I don't know if i could say the name of it i can't remember if i signed an nda i can't remember so i just won't but but it's it's more like with your original music which is cool um yeah. it's a new show that's coming like to nbc so it that's like something that i'm more interested in more so than like hey come on the voice and then we'll give you a record deal like it would be really cool to have one of the songs that i've already written and then be like hey here's my song do you want help me push this type thing so essentially that's like the show that i'm in the process uh, of working uh on right now um so back, back. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if, where that goes but um but yeah show shows are tricky and you can't like let yourself get too down if you don't go to the next round it doesn't mean you're bad it just means you're not what they're looking for at the time so i don't Advise people to not do it because it's such a crapshoot. Definitely, if that's something you're interested in, go for it. It just, you know, it is what it is. You can't let it get to you if you, if you don't make it through.
0: Facts, facts. You had time to prep for that though before and after. I mean, you weren't new to being on the stage. You opened up for artists like August Elsina, Eric Bellinger, opened up for a lot of big artists, you know. So, what was it like, you know? opening for mainstream artists on on that platform on that type of stage as well versus tv
1: yeah so that was right at the beginning like before I had even really released original music I was doing a ton of live performances like I was booked for this gig that was a four hour performance every Saturday and it was full like singing and dancing um at like this place in the summer and it was like intense I was definitely in the best shape of my life doing <laughs> that much performing live performing um sure and so just from doing a bunch I was like so honed in on my live performances and wasn't so much concerned about like the online stuff at the time so I think that was back in like tw- had to be anywhere from 2013 to 15 I think is when I got the gig to open up for August Alsina and so the promoter of the show was like hey I want you to open up for August Alsina I was all excited and we get on the phone and I remember being at like practice with my dancers getting the call like hey we want you to open and we we're like oh awesome and he's like but I need you to sell 100 tickets and I'm like 100 <laughs> like I just started like I thought you were giving me this gig like to open up with him open up for him with no strings attached. And so I was like, all right, like I'll just hustle it out and try to sell as many tickets as I can to this. And when I went in to get those tickets from the show promoter, like he literally treated me like trash. Like he he was just making like inappropriate comments. And I don't know, he just treated me like a peon. And so I took the uh... ticket, and I was like, all right, um I'm going to sell the crap out of these things. And so I remember him like checking in and being like, Hey, you sell the tickets. And I was like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be by to give you the the money and stuff. So you can give me the amount of tickets I need. And he, uh, I remember coming in and I had sold like way more than a hundred. And he was like, you sold more than a hundred. And I was like, yeah. Like we hustled to, to sell these tickets for the show. And then he treated me like so differently. He got his money. He did. He definitely did not have the confidence that like I could, I could sell those tickets. And so it's just funny how like, they they tell you like treat the janitor the same as the CEO. Like you really should. Cause the way that he treated me like as such a peon of this like little artist that he was like, there's no chance she's selling even five tickets to the show and then I I was able to like really hustle and and sell more than 100 tickets for the show and got solidified my my opening spot that was like cool to just kind of don't want to say shove it in his face but he, he was like he was so rude to me before and then he was treating me like oh my god you're amazing (laughs) okay so yeah um we got that king for august alcina and
0: did you get to meet him
1: i didn't Nope. he didn't meet anyone like he was like escorted it was right at like his peak of his career and then he got he got pretty sick right like during that tour a couple shows after ours he got like super sick, and he had to like stop the tour. Um, so uh,
0: I, I think he was he was sick of all of the entanglements.
1: <laughs> yeah, true, I, I don't know. He was, uh, but um, <laughs> he, he,
0: needed, he, was, he needed some healing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, he
1: was, uh, he, I mean, he did amazing, and it was our first like big opening act that we had, and we practiced every day I had four backup dancers and we would like this was our first big show so we practiced every day after everyone got out of work or got out of school whatever situation they were in we went to the studio and we just practiced like for as long as we could until we had everything like spot on and from from there everything just kind of like opened up for us and did a lot of shows we did our own tour after that and then I was like all right I just, I really want to focus on releasing my own music um I had been writing music and performing my own stuff but I hadn't like released it um, I was just performing it live and I was just young and stupid if I if I had those songs registered I could have been collecting royalties when I was performing them uh but you live and you learn so in 2017 I I just really did it and i i had been working with a couple different labels and companies managers and everything just had fallen through and that was really the reason why i hadn't released original music and end of 2016 i got like so screwed in a deal that i I was supposed to be signing it was six months of working with them without a contract getting all the songs recorded all this stuff um they sent me the paperwork everything was good had my family over for like a signing party for like my first big deal and at the party I got an email saying they pulled the deal and I was like what are you talking about and I was just like like crushing and I thought that was going to be my big break and I was so like embarrassed that my whole family's over because I just signed my first deal then I got an email while they're there that they pulled the deal. And I was like, Oh my God, uh, like what the heck am I going to do now? And my now fiance was like, just do it yourself. You've been doing this on your own this whole time. You haven't needed any label, no, nothing. You've gotten to where you are with no one. Just do it yourself. I guarantee you can do it better than, than they would even be able to. And so I did it and that's kind of what has taken me where I am now. Um, I think when things like that happen, it's almost good to have like a little chip on your shoulder and it just kind of pushes you to like grind even harder and prove to people that didn't believe in you that like they made a mistake.
0: Facts, that's true, you know, and it's a lot of people who are signed to a label who are buying themselves out their deals and going independent. Um, You got artists like Chance the Rapper, you know, a lot of artists, I think I've heard you speak on Chance and just being able to push that initiative of being independent and still being a successful artist and being a happy artist as well and not have to worry about not having creative control of your music. So let's speak on that. Who are some of your independent influences?
1: <laughs> I mean, you definitely said it. Chance the Rapper. That was like the first one that I saw doing it and doing it well. And I was like, all right, if you can do it, I can do it. And then I started getting into- like other independent artists like russ he just has like such a diy mindset and like his like first project that he released i'm pretty sure he like said he recorded it like in his buddy's basement or something like Thanks. what they want or whatever he, he literally recorded that in, in his friend's basement like with no crazy equipment or anything like that just you know making quality music and and pushing it out there And marketing it the right way so I I definitely look at those two as being like idols and it just gave me more confidence that that I could do it because other people were doing it when I when I was in like high school and I heard indie artists like to me independent meant not successful like you're not good enough to be signed to a major label so you're just doing it yourself and you're not making that much money and now I feel like it's almost the opposite and it's like major labels are looked at as like these bullies or kind of like the devil boss that you don't want to have and they have all the control. Yeah. They can give you a little bit of money, but what a lot of people know is like, you have to pay that back. It's an advance. So, you know, you, you make that money and you have to give that back and you now I feel like labels, it's like selling your soul. Um, so m- a lot of people want to go in a, independent now and, and have that creative control um so I feel like it's kind of flipped and I no longer associate being an independent artist with like being not successful because a lot of a lot of people have proved that to to be wrong
0: that's facts that's facts hey so I got a series of questions that I want you to answer okay, okay. you got your you got your bubbly I like LaCroix but <laughs> bubbly's kind of
1: I, so I I do LaCroix but bubbly like I don't know I'm
0: I'm a hardcore bubbly fan. All right. Um, Smash, marry, kill. This is hypothetically. J. Cole, Jack Harlow, or Justin Bieber? Oh. So you got to smash one, you got to marry one, and you got to kill one. Hypothetically.
1: (laughs) Okay. I don't know Jack Harlow that well, so I'm going to kill him. (laughs) And then I'd probably marry Justin Bieber because he seems like he's in sorry my mom is texting me and like the dinging is going off like crazy I don't know what she's doing um I would marry Justin Bieber because it looks like he's like got his crap together and in a nice marriage with Haley Bieber so if he wasn't married to her I would marry him probably yeah. I'm I I I'm just like such a fan of his music before he was even like releasing real stuff like his mixtapes and stuff I'd be on dat piff like listening to his stuff and downloading it and I was just I've been such a hardcore fan and I always I would tell people like i know this guy's gonna blow up i know he is and got my brother way into him and all my friends and people that i was like dating at the time i would show them Jake cole so he's been like oh my god I- i've loved seeing him blow up
0: that's what's up instagram snapchat or tiktok which one you prefer
1: instagram I mean, that, that's what I spend the most time on. Um, I feel like I could get sucked into TikTok a lot, though. I, I used to be, like, way into Snapchat. But I just kind of strayed away from it with Instagram stories. I never thought I would. And that's the same thing with Reels and, and TikTok. Like, I was like, I'm not going to use Reels. And now that's, like, where I'm getting my most views. So I, I put the most time and effort into that and on my Instagram. So
0: Nice. Mainstream or underground music?
1: Mm. Can I say a combo of both? <laughs> yeah. I definitely like I definitely like ma- mainstream music. Um, but like some of the underground stuff that I, I've heard, it's it, like J. Cole, like it's fun to find an artist that you know like how talented they are and watch them just grow into a, a mainstream role.
0: Thanks. Mixtapes or albums.
1: like way into mixtapes i feel like even like Keilani, like all all like the early stuff that artists i don't know because it's just, like it's just fun to find find new artists to me that that haven't blown up yet
0: tracks major or independent
1: ah uh, independent
0: <laughs> uh, i need to answer that podcast or radio
1: ooh used to be radio but now I listen to a lot I, I listen to I listen to both I listen to pot if I'm going on like a super long drive I'll listen to a podcast if I'm just going like down the road I'll turn the radio on so that that's awesome
0: writer freestyle
1: <sighs> I so when I write I actually like to freestyle it and then write it down so I'll like voice memo it it's like always best to get like that initial thought like even before I listen to a beat for the first time I'm like okay let me turn on my voice memo because I'll just freestyle to it and sometimes something will come out and I'll be like oh I need to use that um, so I, I always try to record but I mean freestyling like Lil Wayne how he's like said he's never written down a lyric to me that's like insane. to watch freestyles that are actually freestyles like that that's insane to me
0: (laughs) festivals or race
1: festivals i'm definitely not like a type of girl
0: (laughs) thanks weed (laughs) or liquor
1: Mm, neither i've never smoked and i've never been drunk (laughs)
0: that's smart never been drunk (laughs) but you drink right
1: uh no i don't like i've had a drink, but I've never like felt anything from it. Like, I, oh I, I, I don't straight edge. Yep. Kind of crazy. All right. I, I Soda like or it. juice? Soda or juice? Mm, probably juice.
0: We're gonna take out our in mm,
1: I like a good dining.
0: Cool. Tattoos or piercings?
1: I'm gonna say tattoos. I don't have any, but. <laughs> Ever since I was in high school, I've wanted like a finger tattoo so bad. And I finally found someone on Instagram. I think they call it like single needle tattooing. And so it's like a really fine line. And I think they look so cool. And so I'm so, I'm so tempted to get one. I've I wanted it. It's something like I've waited over 10 years and I still want it. I just yeah. never wanted to, like, make the mistake of, like, ah, oh, dang, I shouldn't have gotten that, I, and then I want to get it removed. So if I still want it, like, 10, 15 years later, I I think it, it's worth me trying it out at least.
0: Thanks. Designer or casual?
1: Hmm. I think I'm bougie, so I, had, I think I'll have to say designer.
0: <laughs> Night or day?
1: Night. Hot or cold? cold
0: condo or house
1: I live in a condo but I definitely want to have a house like as soon as I want to have kids I want to have a house this is perfect living for like two people and two pets right now and we both work from home so like I have my office he has his but I definitely want to have a house condos and apartments I think are awesome while you're just like single or you know, just have one person living with you, but I think a house is like needed once you want to have a family.
0: Facts. Uber I live. Uber. Money or fame.
1: Mm. Money.
0: One way or round trip? Uh
1: round trip. <laughs> I like coming home.
0: <laughs> Smash or make love.
1: Make love.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. Olivia. <laughs> Has <laughs> a series of questions. Um, please just drop any links we typed in now, so we can follow you.
1: Yeah, a- everything across the board is the same. Olivia King Music on my Instagram, my YouTube, my TikTok, and then if you want to find my music, like I said, I-, I release songs every month, so I have one coming up at the end of this month, and I'm sure I'll have one the next month. So it's it's always. Quick content for people so if you're looking for my music it's just olivia king on spotify apple music youtube title you you name it it's on there
0: lit lit for sure